Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so we're going to wrap up today on... Um, the subject on access by faith. Um, this is supposed to be part number five. We're going to wrap up today on that. So Romans 5 is number one. is our main test. <clears throat> the Bible says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hallelujah. It made us understand that faith, when you say asset by faith, that is what opened the doors for you to receive that which you are supposed to be receiving as promised by God or as you believe in God for. So I want to use an individual to illustrate today. I'm trying to make you understand that the word faith actually is a spirit. So I would rather call it the spirit of faith. And it's important you understand that. When you catch this spirit, you can stand at any point in time with conviction in your heart as to what you believe in God for. And it's made available because of that conviction. Praise the Lord. In Numbers 14, verse 22, the Bible made us understand that the children of Israel in this page, I mean passage, were on this place. We made to understand that when we went to spy out the land, the promised land, they sent 12 spies. No, it's from this other side, Mike. Put, put that place on. Okay, yeah, that's it. All right, the 12 spies that went to spy out the land. And by the time they came back, we find that there was no report given already. Ten of those people messed up the story. They saw more of difficulties than victory. Now, the, the problem is this. God already told them, I'm taking you to the promised land. So, in the true sense, Lack of faith is unbelief in what God says. The remaining 10 spies, no matter the obstacle or the people they found in the land, they should have had that conviction that God who says, I'm taking you to the promised land, is well able to take us there. Praise the living God. But now, they could not hold that to heart. In other words, they couldn't hold the word of God to heart. 
the circumstance they found themselves or they saw there blinded their mind to what God said. And so it was not possible for them now to enter as a matter of fact. So let's read from that verse 22. The Bible said, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. What was, what was it that we were going to do that we provoke God? Just disbelieving God. Just not, just not staying on with what God said. That is what provokes God. Verse 24 says, But my servant killed because he had another spirit with him. And had followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land. Wherein. Wherein until he went. And his seed shall possess it. I said it the other time. Your faith. Can literally. Pave way. For your children. Your conviction. Can literally. Pave way. For your children to come in the future. So when you believe God. When you trust God. For whatever thing he's saying to you. You are opening the door. You are laying a foundation for your children. When I was looking at these children this morning. I was just thinking. Thank God for. What he has done. And what he is doing in their lives. Because we have. So many of them would not have this kind of opportunity. They celebrate bad day for them, but they are celebrating devils. Because sooner or later, they are either into Yahoo or into robbery or into. You understand what I'm saying? But because your parents who have come to believe God, now your children are being molded in the way of your faith. Are you getting this? They are to be molded and they are growing in the word of your faith. You can literally have conviction of the future of your children because you are in faith. Hallelujah. If every seed must bring forth its own kind, and you have become a seed, in quote. You have to bring forth your own kind in the Lord. So every one of your seed, I say to you, we stay in faith and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not have children who will be robbers tomorrow. Praise the living God. If any of your child has gone out of your faith, we call them fought back today in the name of Jesus Christ.
Verse 29 of this verse, Numbers 14 or chapter. Verse 29. It's not speaking to the people who never believed him. Or like Caleb. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that were numbered of you according to your whole number. From 20 years old and upward. Which are mourned against me. Doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh and Joshua, the son of Nam. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand something this morning. This is why it's imperative that you cannot mix up with everybody who do not have your kind of faith. Joshua, you're going to see that much later. Joshua came into the position to share the land. And he could only give to one man who have the same kind of faith with him. And that is Caleb. No other person had anything. In quotes. By implication, they all died before they got to the promised land. Praise the living God. So, you must listen. You, you, you don't join fellowship with people who talk your faith down. People who, who makes you feel you can't have faith for tomorrow. You can't have fellowship with them. You can't have company with such people. Your company should be people that says your faith regularly. Men that push it you ahead to catch up with what God has for you. These are the people that should be in your company. But men that always make you feel, no, life is miserable. This country is miserable. There's no future. Everyone that keep on proclaiming such, they can't be in your company. Men that makes you feel the business you are doing can't go beyond the level it is because the country is bad. They can't be in your company. You must select the people you fellowship with. Hallelujah. So follow those who walk by faith. Caleb was in the company of Joshua. Joshua came into leadership and identified with, with Caleb. It's very important. Hmm. So, verse 24 again says, But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and he had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein he went, wherein he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now go with me to Joshua 14. Verse number 9. You must select and you must observe the people you keep company with. It's important. Because you see it. Thank you Lord. Faith sees what the natural eye cannot see. When we say faith, you are seeing what other people with natural eyes cannot see because another spirit with the spirit of faith you see what others can see both of you can be in the same situation you'll be seeing life you'll be seeing prosperity there you'll be seeing I mean advancement there but those who have the spirit of faith they can see it that's why you can't keep company with everybody praise the Lord and this is why let me say this in kind of 
admonition. Mind the prophecies that you receive. Whether in church or out church is very important. I know what I'm saying. Because some prophecies can literally kill your faith. They can literally drain you. And you lost consciousness of the fact that God is still God. No matter the situation. And you must understand that most of these guys we see. Who go on with these prophecies. There are a lot of things they say which are not actually from God. But they say them so that they can be able to create that aura, that glory around them for people to believe them the more. I was in a meeting and here the man of God just came up or just talking and everywhere was just calm, you know. So he felt that people were not receiving, I believe, what he was saying, or he was not ginger in them, whatever the case may be. I just look at the lady, say, hey, you, you, this lady, come out, you with the baby, come out. And you know what? They want to make you mad so that they can take your child. What kind of prophecy is that? Who want to make somebody mad so that he can take the child? So, they, I mean, I don't understand it. Is it that the person don't have no child, therefore they want to make the mother mad so that they can have a child? And then the lady start crying. I, I just pitied her. Because that is no prophecy. It came from nowhere. Lying spirit. Well, I'm just saying they want to make you mad so that this child are in your back, they will take the child from you. So that when you're mad, they will not hold the child. So what is it? What is it? Tell me, what is the benefit of what those people wanted to do? If you say they want to kill the child and kill you, it's even better. Praise the Lord. Yeah, let it be that they, they envy you because of the child. Therefore, they want to kill you and kill the child. It makes sense. But they say they want to make you mad so that they can take the child. What, what do, are, are you saying they want to take the child for money ritual? What, what, what? Makes no sense. Now, such a thing can rest on you and all your life. But you know what he said? He said, so you see now so that that thing will not happen. And that is the excess of the prophecy to sow seed. But you see, even after that person has sown that seed, the thought is still going to be where in her mind. Wherever she is going, whatever she is doing, she's still going to be thinking of the father. They said, one day I'm going to be mad. And then they will take my child. These are faith killers. Praise the living God. So, Joshua 14 verse 9. And Moses swear unto that day, on that day, now Caleb is speaking. Saying, surely the land wherein the feet her treading shall be thy inheritance. Can I hear an amen? And thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord, my God. Where your feet will touch, which your feet have touched are going to be yours forever and not just that your children will also possess them that means what you possess is what children inherit that means the faith you have now is what your children will inherit can I hear an amen to that 
Verse 10. And now behold, the land, I mean the Lord has kept me alive. As he has said, these 40 and 45 years now as the case may be now. Even say the Lord, spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day four score and five years old. Hallelujah. God said to Moses that I am going to possess this land and my children will also come to possess it. He said that when I was 40 years old, now I'm 85. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to let you know, Joshua, I need that land now. Listen, everything you are believing God for, everything God has ever said to you, you will live to experience it. If God gives you a promise, if God ever said anything to you, it's a guarantee that you are not going to die. Because until that thing comes to pass, you must live. Except you are trying to say the word of God will fall to the ground. Except you are trying to say whatever thing God said, he won't bring it to pass. So if God said a thing to you, hallelujah, if God said a thing to you, no matter what you are going through, no matter the pressure, no matter the circumstance, hold on to what God said. You are not going to die until you experience what he said. Praise the living God. Anything God says to you, this is my emphasis this morning. Any promise, please, that God ever gave to you, is a guarantee that you live long. Keep your faith on that. Keep your hope on that. Keep your trust on that with God has spoken. If God said you are going to be wealthy, just know that you are going to be wealthy. Even if you don't have the money now, See yourself as a wealthy man. If God says you're going to live long, no matter the disease that are buffeting you, see yourself that you're going to be an old man. Praise the living God. Caleb said, hey Joshua, listen to me. I'm now 85 years. Can I get it now? And not just that. Let's look at the next thing he said. Verse 11. As yet I'm as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me as my strength was then even so is my strength now for war both to go out and to come in I am still as strong why is it going to be that strong because there's a promise hanging on his head he needs strength he needs ability he needs usefulness to possess what God has for you praise the living God so I'm still as strong Nothing has changed in my life. Why? The word of God, the promise of God keeps him going because it must come to pass. And it's not going to pass like, okay, you're having the promise today and you're dying away tomorrow. No, 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 no. I'm still as strong that my vitality is still there. My strength is still there. I'm going to possess the land and experience it and enjoy the land for a while, even if I have to die. So I need it now. 
Now, when you live by faith, it means there comes a time also in your life you can make a decree or a declaration and say, I need it now. Whatever thing God has promised you, I need it now. And then you have to get it then. When you say, I need it now, you have to have it. Your faith should rest on what he has promised you. And so when you're praying, like we're trying to say, Friday, Saturday, you pray according to the will of God. What's the will of God now? This is what God said. Hallelujah. This is the promise of God to me. This is the mind of God for my life. Your prayer is centered on what God has spoken to you. You are not going to take, I mean, go to the left or go to the right. You just stay on course and say, this is what God said. And this is what God promised me. No matter my age, no matter my circumstance, God said I'm going to have it. And I'm going to have it. And I'm saying it will come to pass. Amen. Praise the living God. Verse 12 says, Now therefore, give me this mountain. Can I hear an amen? It's about time you start talking to God about the mountain he promised you. It's about time you begin to go back to God and say, God, this word you told me before. God can show you or give you visions and abandon you on the way. Every vision that he ever gives to you, he will bring it to pass. Every word ever spoken to you, he will make it materialize. Don't stay out of it. That is how to walk in faith. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Now therefore, give me this mountain, wherever of all the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakins were there, and that the city were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I will be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Now you look at that. There is never a time God gives you a promise, and there are not going to be obstacles. And those obstacles doesn't mean they are going to take you out of the promise. The Anakims were in the land. Terrible people in the land. The very portion that God said he was going to give unto who? Unto Caleb. Now look at that. It means by reason of the promise that God has for him. He has the conviction those people can't do anything to him. Rather, he's going to drive them out. Why? He said, if God be with me. How is God going to be with him? Because God gave him the promise. Therefore, the promise of God will take him there and get the people out of the land and he will possess his land. So whatever happens to your life and whatever is happening to your life, if there is a promise God has made to you, stay in faith. That promise alone will give you the ability to chase out all powers or demons or spirit, whatever thing that was supposed to be possessing your life. But above all, understand this. Jesus is giving us the victory. We have been blessed with those spiritual places. I mean, blessings where in heavenly places in who? In Christ Jesus. You only need to enforce your victory. By faith, you enforce your victory. Praise the living God. And Joshua blessed him. Amen. And gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb and the son, I mean the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. He wholly followed. Amen. That is to say, there was no distraction. There was no confusion. There was no doubt in his heart. A span of about 40 years, he was staying in faith with what God said. Praise the living God.
Somebody stayed. God said this to me. You can imagine all the kind of trials and temptation this guy must have gone through within that period. But he never shifted. For 40 good years, 45 good, he was staying on. I said, God said, I'm going to have this mountain. Anytime I believe he was praying, that's my mountain. Anytime he had, that's my mountain. Praise God. And I hope the wife never one day said, man, you, you're lying to yourself. You're already getting old. Because women can be that way, like the wife of Job. I mean, if you understand that. Wife of Job said, come on, all these ones you are doing, what's your problem? You see, you better cause God and die and forget yourself. Praise God. But God, I will show you what Job said at the end of the day. That's why I'm saying you collect your company with those who are fakes. Hallelujah. You, if you want that which God has spoken to you, that which you are believing God for to materialize, you can only keep company with those who are faith-based people, faith-conscious people. These are supposed to be a company of men. Not everybody. You don't listen to all kinds of stories. You don't listen to all kinds of messages. Got to stay in faith because of the promise of God. Amen. Praise the living God. Go with me to Luke chapter 2, verse number 25. This is Simeon. And the Bible says, yeah, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and David waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him. He was waiting for the consolation. There is something that keeps you living. There is something you should believe God for that keeps you living. Simeon was an old man but there was something that the Holy Spirit have told him there's going to be a savior. There's going to be a consolation in Israel. All of this trouble you see will not be the issue. There will be a redeemer. There will be a savior. Israel, in quote, shall be saved. Something kept him. And the Bible says he kept waiting. Look at the next thing. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost. That's why it is need for you to walk with the Holy Spirit. The greatest companion you can ever have. The Paracletus. That he should not see death before he has seen the Lord Christ. He should not see death. Why? He was waiting. And the Holy Ghost said, keep on waiting. You are not going to die until you see. And I say the same thing to you. You won't die until you see. That which God has for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Keep waiting, the Holy Ghost said, until you see oh, the lost Christ. You shall not see that. What a promise. What a promise. You are not dying until you see. Praise God. So you see, like I said before, the promises of God can increase your days and your years. You can have longevity just because of God's promises. If he gives you a promise, until that promise comes to pass, you are not passing away. You are going to be here. Even if you look for death, you won't die. 
Because if he should die before the time of the promise, that means God lied. And God is not a man that should lie. He won't lie to himself, neither will he lie to you. So, if you die before the promise come to pass, that means he never said it. But if he said it, you are not dying. Praise the living God. Verse 26 says, okay, that's 26 I just read. Look at verse 27. Hallelujah. And he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, Verse 28 says, Then took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Your word says, If I see the Lord Christ, I can die. This man was already old, but death will not come. So now he's begging for debt. You are going to beg for debt. I say you will beg for debt. Praise the living God. One of my friends called me recently and said, my mom just passed on. I said, how old was your mom? He said, well, old too. I said, I remember your father was also old. And now before he passed on, I said, my father was 112. Then I said, so how many are you looking at? He couldn't talk because you have no faith. You have no conviction. If your dad went 112, your mom is going 102. You should expect that you, you must cross a hundred without anybody prophesying to you. Nothing will kill you. Hallelujah. Ask him, so what are you looking at? He just uh, he couldn't say anything. No conviction. Here is Simeon. He was old. Death will not come. Why? Because God gave a promise. Man, has God given you any promise? He's coming to pass. Amen. You are not going to see death before you see the promises of God in your life. You'll be the one begging death to come. Hallelujah. Even if your bones are the way they are now, you are still going to live long. Man, I'm, I'm speaking to you faith that will keep you going. Hallelujah. The devil can't even do it. Look at this man. The devil can't do anything. Even Caleb. The devil can't do nothing. You don't have any cause to be any, afraid of anything called the devil. No, 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 no. Nothing will happen to you until the promises of God in your life come to pass. Amen. Came by the Spirit, took the child, and he said that. Praise the Lord. Verse 28. Okay, that's 29. Lord, now. No, go back. Okay, 28. Take 28 again. Let's go back to it. Praise the Lord. Then took it up in his hands and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. It's according to thy word. Don't forget it. The next thing says, No, verse 30 now. For my eyes have done what? Have seen thy salvation. 
My eyes have seen thy salvation. That's the key. That's what I want you to see there. My eyes have seen thy salvation. Now go very quickly to Job chapter 19 and verse 25. Job 19, 25. For I know <laughs> that my Redeemer liveth. Praise God. You know, we used to sing the song, and Umar Redeemer live it. Amen. Now, you, you are free to sing it as you come to church, but if you, if you, if you actually pass through the condition that Job was, I'm not sure you can sing that song. He wasn't just singing it because he was in church. This is a man that passed through terrible times. Lost children, lost property, lost everything. But he said, But I know. That my redeemer leave it, and I shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Now he's prophesying about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. With that condition, look at the next thing he said. And though, hallelujah, after my skin once destroyed this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. It makes no difference. Let everything go. Let sickness be upon my body. But in this body shall I see God. Look at the next verse. Whom I shall see for myself. Glory. And my eyes shall behold him. Not another. Though my reels be consumed within me. Nobody will see God for me. I'm going to see God for myself. I'm not going to see God with another man. That is not a story. God said, no, 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 no. I am going to see God for myself. This is faith. Hallelujah. Come on, are you listening to me? No matter your condition, no matter what you're thinking about, you are talking about marriage, I am going to marry. I know I shall be married. You're talking about a child, I know I shall have my children. Not another. I am going to see God in this flesh. I'm going to see God in my life. I'm going to see God. Amen. Everything God has ever spoken to me, I am going to see it come to pass. When it comes to pass, then you see God. Even though once eat up this body, yet in this body, shall I do what? Shall I see God? Not with the eyes of another. No. It's not going to be a story that somebody will tell me. This to say, I must have my own faith. I'm not going to depend on somebody's faith. I'm not going to depend on somebody's testimony. I am going to share my own testimony of what I've seen God done in my life. I tell you, no matter what condition you find yourself, you are going to see God with your own eyes. Hallelujah. No matter what you're passing through now, I am saying you shall see God with your own eyes. It should not be people's testimony. It's going to be your testimony. And the time is now. I said, and the time is now. You shall see God for yourself. Not with the eyes of another. No. It's going to be with your own eyes. Hallelujah. Caleb saw God when he had to come to the place of the fulfillment of his word. Simeon saw God when Jesus came. And Job saw God. Because we want to understand the latter end of Job was greater than the former. You will see God with your eyes. So don't let anybody talk you out of faith. 
Don't let anybody dribble you. Don't let any prophecy take you out. No, no, no. Whatever thing you're trusting God for, you're going to see with your own eyes. Hallelujah. You are going to embrace the glory of God. As Simeon embraced Jesus Christ. You are going to embrace the fulfillment of the promise of God in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Okay. So, look at the book of, let me just take this down. Psalm 29 verse 11. Let's close it here. Hallelujah. Hmm. With my own eyes shall I see God. With my own eyes. Okay, sorry, before we take this, let's go back to that job and take it from the message translation before we come back and rent this up. Go back. Job 29, take it from verse 23. Message translation. Hallelujah. Men were just trying to embarrass Job and Ahina said, If all my words were written in a book, Better yet, chiseled in a stone. Still, I know that God lives. Hallelujah. The one who gives me back my life. And eventually, he will take his stand on the earth. Hallelujah. And I will see him, even though I get skinned alive. See God myself with my own eyes. Oh, how I long for that day. I will see God with my own eyes. Not with the eyes of another. Not what people are going to tell me. Not stories. I'm going to see the practicality and the full manifestation of everything God has ever promised me. I am going to see it. Praise the living God. I told you a story here some time ago. The first time I preached in a church. First time I preached in a church. And I wasn't up to three months in the faith. And I went to church. And the man that was conducting the service just came to me and said, God said you should preach. I said, what do you mean? In the service, he said, God said you should preach. At Akiwe. Uboe, you should know him. And I said, but I don't know. He said, but God said, go and preach. And it was an all night service. That's okay. I got the Bible. I wasn't three months old. I got the Bible. And then I didn't know what to preach. So I just opened the Bible and opened to, I think, First Peter, Second Peter. Talking about later reading to those in Cappadocia, in Messina, you know, all those things. I just opened and I went to the pulpit and I got boldness and I started quoting, I started reading. I was just reading. I'm preaching now. Hallelujah. <laughs> but guess what? See the move of the spirit. You can't believe it. It was tremendous. After that, a woman came out and told the man, he said, I saw him preaching. And while he was preaching, he was very high up in the mountain. And down below were a lot of people. And then he had a cable, like a microphone that he was using. But one woman came and caught the cable, thinking that if that is done, he will not be able to communicate to the people. So but after the cable was cut off, his voice became louder. And so he told me that. I said, in fact, and then the next thing he said, and again, I saw that he was traveling out of this country because of the gospel. I mean, 
That was, I'm just saying when I was three years, I had a 90, 80 something. About two, I mean, I'm talking about three months in the face. See, and I saw him traveling out of this country to foreign land to go and preach the gospel. I mean, God gave me that word. I believe that word. In 2005, I started traveling out of this country. The word that God said in 1980 something, God started fulfillment in 2005. Praise the living God. Yes, a lot of things has come to call the cable, but my voice is louder. Everything God says to you, keep faith in it in the name of Jesus. You are not coming down. I say you are not coming down. Hallelujah. Except God is not God. He can't give you a promise and one thing called devil will come and take it. No, no, no. The more they try, hallelujah, the more they will try, the more you are going to be opening up and unfolding, unfolding and growing higher and greater. Hallelujah. Your growth will pull them to shame. Can I say this to you again? You are not dying. You are not failing either. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. As far as you are under this atmosphere. For whatever did. I mean God have done for my life. And to me. God is going to repeat the same in your life. You are not going to fail. If anybody thinks you are going to fail. He has deceived himself. Praise God. So finally, Psalm 29 verse 11. Are you catching what I'm talking about this morning? We're talking about the spirit of faith. Amen? The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, Psalm 29 verse 11 says, The Lord gives strength unto his people. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear louder amen? The Lord gives strength unto which people? To his people. The Lord will bless his people with what? With peace. Hallelujah. He gives strength to his people and he will bless his people with what? With peace. He gave strength to Caleb. Am I right? He gave strength to Simeon. Am I correct? He gave strength even to Job. He will give you strength. And the end of your day shall be peace. We decree peace for everyone here. Peace in your system. Peace in your body. Come and stand up. Every part of your being. We are decreeing peace today. You receive peace in life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In every way. God will give you strength. In your business. God will give you strength. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.